It's in God's character to forgive. Welcome to the third month of Season 12 of the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible. Yep, it's November 1st, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. Hey, if you enjoy the show, how about sharing it? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, let people know about it. Review the show at reviews.lifespringmedia.com. Write what you like about the show and maybe even what you don't like. That's okay, I can take it. It helps me to know how I'm doing and I'll share the review on the show. If you have a prayer request or praise that you'd like to share with the LifeSpring family, you can do that at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. And by the way, we don't have listeners here. If you're hearing this, you're part of the LifeSpring family and a healthy family communicates with one another. They contribute. And that's what I want from you, to contribute, to participate, get involved, be a part of what makes the show. Today our reading is Genesis 32 through 35, and I'm calling the episode Wrestling with God. After my comments, we will, of course, learn what happened on this date in church history. Let's get started. Genesis chapter 32 Jacob went on his way, and God's angels met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's camp. So he gave the place the name Maonaim. Jacob sent men to carry news before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He told them, Say this to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been living with Laban and stayed there until now. I have cattle and donkeys and flocks and men and women servants. And I have sent to tell my lord, hoping to find favor in your eyes. The men that carried the news returned to Jacob and said, We came to your brother Esau. He is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Then Jacob was afraid and troubled. He divided the people who were with him and the flocks and cattle and camels into two groups. For he said, If Esau comes to the one group and destroys it, then the other group will get away. Then Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, Return to your country and to those of your family, and I will bring good to you. I have not earned any of the loving kindness and faith which you have shown to your servant. For I had crossed this Jordan with only my walking stick, and now I have become two large groups. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the power of Esau. For I am afraid of him. I am afraid he will come and kill us all, the mothers with the children. But you said, I will bring good to you. I will make your children like the sand of the sea. There will be too many to number. So Jacob stayed there that night. Then he chose a gift from what he had for his brother Esau. Two hundred female goats, twenty male goats, two hundred female sheep, twenty rams, thirty milk camels and their young ones, forty cows, ten bulls, twenty female donkeys, and ten male donkeys. He put them into the care of his servants, every group of animals by itself. Then he said to his servants, Go in front of me, and keep the groups of animals apart. He told the one in front, When my brother Esau meets you and asks, To whom do you belong, and where are you going, and who owns these animals in front of you, then you say, These belong to your servant Jacob. It is a gift sent to my lord Esau, and he is coming behind us. He also told the second and the third, and all those who followed the animals, This is what you are to say to Esau when you meet him. And be sure to say, Your servant Jacob is coming behind us. 
for he said, I will take away his anger with the gift that goes in front of me. Then when I meet him, he might receive me. So the gift went in front of him while he stayed that night in the tent. But he got up that same night and crossed the Jabbok River with his two wives, the two women who served him, and his eleven children. He took them and sent them to the other side of the river with all that he had. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man fought with him until morning. When the man saw that he was not winning, he touched the joint of Jacob's thigh. And Jacob's thigh was put out of joint while he fought with him. The man said, Let me go, for the morning is come. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you pray that good will come to me. The man asked him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have fought with God and with men and have won. Then Jacob asked him, Tell me, what is your name? But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he prayed that good would come to Jacob. So Jacob gave the place the name of Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, and yet I am still alive. The sun rose upon him as he passed through Peniel. It was hard to walk on his leg. So to this day the sons of Israel do not eat the meat from inside the joint of the thigh, because he touched this part of the joint on Jacob's leg. Genesis chapter 33 Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming with four hundred men. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two women who served him. He put the women who served him and their children in front, and Leah and her children behind them, and Rachel and Joseph behind them. Then Jacob went before them. He bowed to the ground seven times until he came near his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and put his arms around him and kissed him, and they cried. Then Esau looked up and saw the women and the children. He said, Who are these with you? Jacob said, They are the children whom God in his loving favor has given your servant. Then the women who served Jacob came near with their children, and they bowed to the ground. Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed to the ground. Then Joseph and Rachel came near and bowed to the ground. Esau said, What do you mean by all these animals I have met? And Jacob said, They are a gift, so I may find favor in the eyes of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. But Jacob said, No, I ask of you. If I have found favor in your eyes, then receive my gift. For I see your face as one sees the face of God. You have received me with favor. Take my gift that has been brought for you. For God has shown loving kindness to me, and I have all I need. So he begged him until he took it. Then Esau said, Let us be on our way. I will go with you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are weak, and there are young ones in my flocks that need milk. If they are made to go a long way in one day, all the flocks will die. Let my Lord go in front of his servant, and I will be slow in coming to my Lord at Seir. I will go as fast as the cattle in front of me and as the children are able. So Esau said, Let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But Jacob said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the eyes of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. But Jacob traveled to Succoth. He built his house there and put up small buildings for his animals. So the name of the place is Succoth. Now Jacob came in peace from Paddan Aram to the city of Shechem in the land of Canaan, and he put up his tents near the city. He bought the piece of land where he had put up his tents for one hundred pieces of money from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father. 
He built an altar there and gave it the name El Elohe Israel. Genesis chapter 34 Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her. He took her, lay with her, and humbled her. His soul joined to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young lady and spoke kindly to the young lady. Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this young lady as a wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter, and his sons were with his livestock in the field. Jacob held his peace until they came. Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to talk with him. The sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. The men were grieved, and they were very angry, because he had done folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing ought not to be done. Hamor talked with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give him to her as a wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us, and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us, and the land will be before you. Live and trade in it, and get possessions in it. Shechem said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you will tell me I will give. Ask me a great amount for a dowry, and I will give whatever you ask of me, but give me the young lady as a wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father with deceit, and spoke, because he had defiled Dinah their sister, and said to them, We can't do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that is a reproach to us. Only on this condition will we consent to you. If you will be as we are, that every male of you be circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not listen to us to be circumcised, then we will take our sister, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. The young man didn't wait to do this thing, because he had delight in Jacob's daughter, and he was honored above all the house of his father. Hamor and Shechem his son came to the gate of their city, and talked with the men of their city, saying, These men are peaceful with us. Therefore let them live in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us for wives, and let us give them our daughters." Only on this condition will the men consent to us to live with us, to become one people. If every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, won't their livestock and their possessions and all their animals be ours? Only let us give our consent to them, and they will dwell with us. All who went out of the gate of his city listened to Hamor and to Shechem his son, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. On the third day, when they were sore, Two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword, came upon the unsuspecting city, and killed all the males. They killed Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. Jacob's sons came on the dead and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks, their herds, their donkeys, that which was in the city, that which was in the field, and all their wealth. They took captive all their little ones and their wives, and took as plunder everything that was in the house. Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me to make me odious to the inhabitants of this land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I am few in number. They will gather themselves together against me and strike me, and I will be destroyed, I and my house.
They said, Should he deal with our sister as a prostitute? Genesis chapter 35 God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and live there. Make there an altar to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. Then Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, change your garments. Let us arise and go up to Bethel. I will make there an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me on the way which I went. They gave to Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands, and the rings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak, which was by Shechem. They traveled, and a terror of God was on the cities that were around them, and they didn't pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is, Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. He built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God was revealed to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the oak, and its name was called Alan Bacchath. God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Paddan Aram and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be Jacob any more, but your name will be Israel. He named him Israel. God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations will be from you, and kings will come out of your body. The land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give it to you, and to your offspring after you I will give the land. God went up from him in the place where he spoke with him. Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he spoke with him, a pillar of stone. He poured out a drink offering on it, and poured oil on it. Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him, Bethel. They traveled from Bethel. There was still some distance to come to Ephrath, and Rachel travailed. She had hard labor. When she was in hard labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for now you will have another son. As her soul was departing, for she died, she named him Benoni, but his father named him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, also called Bethlehem. Jacob set up a pillar on her grave. The same is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Israel traveled and spread his tent beyond the Tower of Eder. While Israel lived in that land, Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard of it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servants, Gad and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to Isaac his father, to Mamre, to Kiriath Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac lived as foreigners. The days of Isaac were one hundred eighty years. Isaac gave up the spirit and died, and was gathered to his people, old and full of days. Esau and Jacob, his sons, buried him. Well, Jacob is again the main character in today's reading. I'm sure you remember what we've already learned about him, the kind of man he was. Do you remember the meaning of his name? Right. Deceiver. Supplanter. He was a liar, a manipulator, a con man. He was the younger brother of twin sons. Esau was his older brother. But he conned the rights of the firstborn from Esau. 
Then he conned their father Isaac's blessing away from Esau. It's no wonder that Jacob was afraid to meet Esau and his army of 400 men. He figured Esau was going to kill him. But of course, that isn't what happened. When they met, Jacob bowed to the ground seven times, and Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. And they both wept. And then, a little later, after Esau told Jacob that he didn't need the gifts that Jacob wanted to give him, Jacob says, No, if I've found favor with you, please accept this gift from me. And what a relief to see your friendly smile. It's like seeing the face of God. Now, if you or I said that, we'd be saying it mostly as hyperbole, because I know I've not yet seen God's face, and I'm guessing you haven't either. But Jacob had seen God's face just the night before. Jacob actually wrestled with God, and he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. And what did Jacob see in God's face, beloved? He saw forgiveness. He saw love. Despite his past sins, God blessed Jacob there in that place that Jacob called Peniel. And so when he received forgiveness and love from his older brother Esau, and he looked at Esau's tear-stained face, it truly was like seeing the face of God. Beloved, Luke 15:7 tells us that there is joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God. It's in God's character to forgive. It's not the exception. This is the good news that we should be shouting from the rooftops. God wants to forgive the sinner if he or she will only turn from their sins and ask Jesus to forgive them and become their Savior and their Lord. Young or old, rich or poor, Jesus will meet you where you are. As Esau ran to meet Jacob, Jesus will run to meet you. It truly is the good news. What do you think? Comment on the show at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or comment on the show notes page for this episode. Come on, I want to hear from you. Tomorrow we'll complete the book of Judges with the reading of chapters 17 through 21. And now, as the French say, it is time for Le Boost. Hey, speaking of boosts, boostograms are a really great way to comment on the show. If you want to stream sats and send boostograms and your podcast app doesn't let you do that, get a better one at newpodcastapps.com. And you can participate in the value for value method of supporting the show with time, talent, or treasure by texting 182-921 to 1-855-575-7888 and making a donation to help support the show. In October, the total amount of content you received from the show was over 12 hours and 20 minutes. And if you found that content to be of any value to you, it would be awesome if you would return a portion of that value to me to help with the cost of producing it. All I ask is that you decide how valuable the show is to you and send that to me to keep the show going. Support.lifespringmedia.com Boost! <laughs> Boost! 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 Boost represents the future of podcasting! <laughs> This date in church history, November 1st, 1512. Italian Renaissance artist Michelangelo unveils his 5,808-square-foot masterpiece on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican. He had been commissioned in 1508 by Pope Julius II to do a work depicting the story of the Bible. And on this date in church history, 1963, English linguistics scholar J.R.R. Tolkien summarizes Christian belief in a letter to his son. He said, 
In the last resort, faith is an act of will inspired by love. You've heard of him, right? J.R.R. Tolkien? I think probably so. Hey, guess what? Today is National Authors Day. That's right. I'm not making it up. It's been a thing since 1929, believe it or not, and it was endorsed by the U.S. Congress on November 1st, 1949. So what are you supposed to do on National Authors Day? Well, you can read a book, you can send a thank you note to an author whose work you enjoy, or if you know an author, you can take him to lunch or to dinner. Or you can buy a book, perhaps my book, <laughs> Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide. That'd be nice. You've heard me read some pretty unusual names on the show this season, and if you'd like to be able to read them as easily as you heard me say them, my book will make that possible. Every name of the Bible is in there, almost 7,600 of them. Check it out at BibleNames.link, and since you're a LifeSpring family member, I want to give you a 25% discount. Just use the promo code PODCAST when you check out. BibleNames.link If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. How'd you find the show? Let me know. Email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com and use the subject line, here's where I found you. You can comment on the show at comment.lifespringmedia.com, email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com, or comment on the show notes page for this episode. I want to hear from you. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thanks for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Bye.